Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to Be The Change, a podcast of conversations with true visionaries who are creating new paradigms for a healthier planet and society. I am your host, Christine Demick, and my work is in finding real solutions to the biggest problems we face today, climate crisis, capitalism, social injustices, and our failing health. There are amazing humans out there that have answers, and it is my mission to have their voices heard. Together, we can raise consciousness and create a just and equal society. Together, we can be the change. The average human takes about 20,000 breaths in 24 hours, often going days without even noticing. We know that breath gives us life through oxygen, but did you also know it is an ancient sacred tool used for healing? Perhaps you have tried pranayama or used your breath to help you get through a difficult exercise or childbirth, but today you will learn how breath is a tool in your body to help you get through this thing called life. Kathleen Booker, also known as the Jedi of Calm and a renowned breathwork practitioner, joins us to share her wisdom on how the simple act of focusing on our breathing can transform our bodies and minds, making us better humans to ourselves, others, and our planet. Welcome, Kathleen. Oh, my heavens. I love that opening. I Would you please email that to me? <laughs> sure, sure. You can also bring me with you and I can intro you everywhere you go. How's that? Oh my, I would love that. Thank you for those love-filled words. Oh, I yes. receive it with an open and grateful heart. Thank you so much for the invitation to sit at the table with you. I'm honored. Uh, I'm honored to have you here. You have done so much for so many, including myself, including going through the grieving of my mother, through many obstacles in my life. You've helped my family all through your breath work. And I'm thrilled to have you here today and also to learn about how this became your calling, how you found it. It is something. Right. So we were just, as I said, you know, it's something we breathe every day that we, oh, you know, oftentimes we, you know, exhale and we reset and all that, but we really don't think of it as a tool that we have. Right. Well, for me, I confess, Christine, I am a breathwork snob <laughs> and I don't call it a tool. I really don't call it a tool. For me, the breath is. It's so much. And for all who are listening, I tend to get very woo-woo. You have Christine who's going to take it to the science end. But I, I'm definitely going to lean heavily into the woo. Uh, the breath is a gift. The breath is unconditional love. The breath is a reminder of the fact as A Course in Miracles says, love created me like itself. The breath is unconditional love. The breath is the foundation upon which we stand, we move, we're supported, we're fed, we're loved on, nurtured. The breath is the presence of the presence, and that's presence with a capital P. The breath is, it's life itself. And it's unconditional love because we don't even have to give it any thought, right? Our inhale, my inhale just then just flowed. I didn't have to figure out how to make it work in my body. My breath loves me so much, loves you so much. It got us up today. The breath loves us so much that we're able to speak, to move, to think. So it's so much more than a tool. I mean, when for me, and I'm getting excited, for me, when I think about the breath and the life that it is, oh my God, 
I mean, mic drop right there. And I will share with your listeners, I had the divine honor, and I don't fully understand yet the allness of it, and that's allness with a capital A, of being present at my mother's last breath. I don't in this moment fully understand it, but I can tell you the breath is love. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I know that I don't fully understand all of it, but the breath is tender. You know, it's tenderness. Now, am I always conscious of its tenderness, of its vitality, of being grateful that it got me up? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. I have moments when I totally forget, totally just expect that the next one will come. And the breath loves me so much that it does. So that's why for me, the breath is, it's not a tool. It's so much more. It's just so much more. And what it does in the body, the ability when, here's a beautiful example, a client of mine, when she was pregnant with her daughter, she came back from her obstetrician and the obstetrician's like, okay, you got to go home because this baby is not in the proper position. And so the baby, so we're there and she is, I mean, she was ready to deliver, but the little love muffin was like, oh, hell no, I'm not ready to come out right now. (laughs) She really wasn't ready because it was, it was in the, the beginning of the pandemic. Mommy was nervous and the baby was picking up on the energy of the mommy. And the baby was like, oh, hang on. (laughs) Let me chill here a little longer. And as we did the breath to watch two spirits, and I have goosebumps, begin to release the shackles of fear. With the breath, remember the beauty of each of them, that by your left, by your right side is an angel always. And to release the collective consciousness, worry, doubt, angst, not that, you know, we don't need to be mindful. However, to remember the truth of who we are, Course in Miracles, love created me like itself. And as the mommy remembered with the breath and the breath guided her, I am safe because I mean, that's heaven right there, right? That little one about to come out of her womb. That's pure heaven. I mean, the angels for sure are there. And if angels don't work for you, please fill in whatever does. And for the mommy to relax enough to say, okay, I'm safe. And the little one to pick up on that energy. And as we're breathing, the baby begins to turn. And she had the little one the next day. And that's the breath. The breath reminds us of our wholeness, of our perfection. It reminds us that no matter what our physical eyes are seeing, and sometimes what we see, it's just, it is truly horrific. Within us resides at all times peace, at all times. And for that mother, as she's worried about the pandemic, worried about giving birth, worried about the world, for her to allow herself to allow the breath, to surrender to the breath, and go, okay, all right, I got this. And it's an, I got this knowing that I'm supported by seen and unseen energy. I'm going to breathe on that. (laughs) I'm going to breathe on all of that. Kathleen, have you always been such a profound speaker of this 
consciousness and wisdom? Has that been with you all your life? Did you have an awakening? Did you, I mean, yeah, a realization? I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. Well, as I get older, I do remember, I've always inspired, but it's only now that I remember in my childhood how people would look and go, what? For instance, there was a next door neighbor and his body was experiencing cancer. And he was having a moment, as all of us do, as all of us do, he was having a moment of mortality. And in my young age, because I I was under 10, I'm almost positive, I didn't get all of what he was going through, right? However, I knew, and I spoke to, I said something like, I, I can't remember exactly what I said. However, I gave him words of encouragement, similar to what I say now that, you know, you've got to stay positive. You just have no idea. You can't give up before you cross the finish line. We don't know what the finish line is going to be. However, you've got to keep going because you never know what's going to happen along the way. And I remember he looked at me and he looked at my mother and he just shook his head like, oh, wow. And Ma was, yeah, okay. However, I never picked up on that. Now, and as we're chatting, I'm having an aha moment. I came from a household being totally honest, where I was sexually abused by my father. And my father also was physically abusive to my mother. So maybe in utero, and I'm I'm having this awareness now, I picked up on that. And I was always the one who was, well, you know, kumbaya. Maybe that's, it's just a gift from the angels in utero that they blessed me with. I don't know. I definitely will have to breathe on that. (laughs) Well, you are a church and I am here. (laughs) I am here at Kathleen Booker, her church, and taking all of this in because you are just really the wisdom, as we both know, too, that through great pain comes great wisdom. And you are a testament to that. You know, and if I can just take that a little bit further, Christine, there is a willingness to, we all have this wisdom, each one of us, no one is without it. Everybody is fertile soil, everyone. What is your choice in the moment? Because sometimes the pain can be so much that you want to just push whatever it is away. I have been willing to sit with it and it's painful. And sometimes, you know, I I even say to God, yo, (laughs) I believe I called upon you like 30 seconds ago. You want to fix this stuff right now? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not like everything is kumbaya and it's, you know, this homemade whipped cream. Heck no. However, there is a willingness, and I'm going to use me because that it's just so front and center, to sit with the incredible pain of the grief and be with it and to be okay to be with it. Because right. that's something our society, move it along. Yes. Get on with it. Get on yeah. with life. Yeah. Get on with life. Get up. Go back to work. Yes. Yes. And this shows up for us. It's grieving our beloved mothers. For others, it may be you're in the process of a divorce or getting yourself together, your strength, your courage together to say out loud or even to think, you know what? This ain't working for me. I want out. Or it could be I want a child and you have you've been unable to bear a child or it could be that you've you've lost so many loved ones due to this horrific pandemic or it could be you have no job or that 
you're on Tinder hooks every single second. You know, people are running around the office or on the Zoom meetings. Did you hear so-and-so got let go? Did you hear they might be cutting back? All of that is showing up as grief for us. So it shows up in so many ways. And when I, I'll speak for myself, when I'm able to just, okay, and to let my heart shatter. Although I will just say it's amazing. I thought that it had just shattered into so many pieces and there was just no more left. But aha, there are pieces that still shatter. And to be okay with that. And as the breath supports you to create clear boundaries, to say, let's say it's grief, this is where I am. No, I'm not over it. To Find your authentic voice to say, I'm nervous. I may lose my job. I may lose my home. And to be concerned and to set boundaries with people to say, this is how I feel. And meet me where I am or come back when I, you know, this mood has softened a little bit. However, this is where I am. And it's from this place as I rest here that I'll be able to breathe, rest, grow, breathe, rest, grow. Yes. I think one of the things that I found most interesting and truly when you lose, both you and I were, our mothers were our best friends. They were our everything. A lot of people I found don't have that relationship, Kathleen. So it's hard for them to even come to this point, often have contentious relationships. But when you go through it, you often, I felt myself kind of not out of body, but not deeply connected to the grief because I wasn't allowed to. I was busy as an only child taking care of everything else and taking care of other people's grief. And People do want to move on. People don't want to sit in the grief. And as we're going through, you and I both lost our mothers during this pandemic, which is even like to lose that safety net during a time when there is no safety net and no one still doesn't know what's going on, right? And I think of those who lost loved ones. You and I were both able to be at our mother's sides, but those who lost them on an iPad, right, on a phone call. And that what work is being done right now to help people go through this? That's why I do what I do. Yeah. Because one of the things I say all the time is that the breath is contagious. It's contagious in your healing. As you have your breath work practice, it softens you and wafts off of you. It gives others permission to relax their shoulders as mine just did, to be authentically honest as to what they're feeling. That and also staying off of the news feeds, I got to tell you, because that'll just keep your panties twisted. Well, tell me, can you tell us, Kathleen, what got you to breathwork? How did you find it? How did it become your calling? I was miserable as hell. Really? (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. And I was tired of being miserable as hell, but I was very comfortable being miserable as as hell. Yeah. Very comfortable. It was like a pair of slippers. However, and this is within everyone, there was a little voice that just kept calling me and saying, there's more, honey. There's more. I didn't know what the more was. So I spent many years searching you know, just doing different things like church and reading books and different programs and stuff. And finally, I happened upon a spiritual development class. And that's what I was missing. When I could put it into words, it was a deeper spiritual connection. And I went to several churches and I remember going to one church and and when they fed me as much as they could. It's like going from high school to college and then getting your graduate degree, right? And then going on, maybe getting a doctorate. There's a hunger, a thirst for more. When that church could no longer feed me, 
you know, someplace else appeared. That's how I know it was just all spirit led. And I went to this spiritual development school and I was introduced to the breath and I avoided it because what was to be healed was the sexual abuse. And, you know, that didn't come into my consciousness until I was well into adulthood. My consciousness, it showed up in my life. It showed up in my life as, you know, never having enough money, never staying at a job a long time, not really having real relationships. That's how it physically showed up. But I, I wasn't mentally there, right? And when I allowed myself to surrender to the breath, that's what came forward and everything blossomed from there. Everything. It was still a journey. I'm not going to tell you it was one, two, three, and done. It was not. However, I was willing to allow myself to further blossom and unfurl. And I worked at this uh, one job, which, you know, I'm still healing that. I still got a little heat on it. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) 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 However, it was like, okay, Kathleen, belly up to the bar. What are you going to do? You have the breath because the breath kept calling me. I would still try to sidestep it. And I would hear, and I remember specifically being in my apartment, in the bathroom, looking in the mirror and having an issue that needed to be dealt with. And I remember hearing very clearly, the breath would help you with this. The breath would be very supportive. And I thought, okay, well, shoot. And I was at my last dead-end job, dead-end for me, because it just had no, ugh, it just had no soul. And I said, okay. And April 4th, 2014, at 8.32 a.m., I pressed send. I sent in, for those numbers are forever etched in my brain. Wow. I sent in my resignation. And the next week I was in um, Sing Sing Prison which is a maximum security prison. And I taught 13 men breath work. I taught them how to be free, even though confined, because just the previous week I had freed myself. And I've been freeing people with the breath, not me personally, but guiding people to their freedom through their breath. And continuing to free myself because it is a journey. It's not one and done. This culture nowadays, you know, they want, give it to me fast. That's just, it rarely does it happen that way. It takes a little bit of work. And, you know, one of the things I say all the time is spirituality, wokeness, so to speak, is not for the faint hearted. Yeah. It's not all Coachella and boho dresses (laughs) (laughs) and stones. Nope. (laughs) Unless you're going to go climb a mountaintop and stay there with the, you know, (laughs) with the guru, with the the sheep or whatever. And you're going to stay on that mountaintop. And even on the mountaintop, there will be issues because the snow will come. The elements will come. The rain, the sun beating down on you. So no matter where you are, there you will be. Yeah, and I don't want to call it a tool. I want to call it the gift. The gift of breath is there. Can you please go back to you in Sing Sing and the men (laughs) that you were helping? I mean, every conversation with you, I want everyone to know, I've known you for years now. and. I mean, every conversation, I learned something incredible about you. So, wow. I mean, to give them that gift, how was that? What was that like? Well, I'm going to be honest. I've never gone into a prison before, you know, legally or illegally. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So when I walked up, I thought, whoo, this is some serious stuff here. You can feel the energy. You really can. And yeah, it was a little like, hold up, wait a minute. (laughs) And once I crossed the threshold and they click, click, clang, went the door. I mean, spirit just overflowed. It was beautiful. The men were 
so receptive. I shared my story of being abused, sexually abused with the men. And what was so beautiful was at the end, one of them came up to me and he said to me, I'm so sorry that the man that gave you life did this to you. The man that was supposed to protect you did this to you on behalf of all men. I apologize. And it was a healing for me, a healing for the men in the room. It was wonderful. That was after this session. And during this session, the men just took to it and the breaths. Oh, it was so beautiful. It just expanded. A sparrow came and landed on the wires of the window. There was healing. It was awesome. They were very grateful to learn how to do this and to access the place of peace that is within us at all times. I say that all the time. Peace is within us at all times, no matter what our eyes, physical eyes see. And they all said to me how grateful they were to be able to do the conscious connected breath because of how noisy it is in the jail. And they were participating in a college program and to be able to have this so that they could concentrate on their schoolwork because there's so much going on. And also to just be able to break up the monotony of being on the inside. This is what rehabilitation could look like, right? If the system was really interested in rehabilitating people. And that's a whole other conversation, but yeah. I'll be honest with you. I do breathwork with a juvenile detention center. I've been trying to get back into Sing Sing, but the system is, it's not built yet, but there are people who are working on it for people to be rehabilitated because the breath is just an incredible way for them to remember the truth of who they are. They would told me incredible stories too of what goes on in there. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's truly hell. And it's, I don't think a lot of rehabilitation is going on at all. And this work should be accessible to them at all time, you know, to have that. This is how you heal because people don't just end up in prison just because people are born bad. People were, they make choices, right? And it often comes from being abused and being hurt. As you know, as I know, as anyone who's gone through that, you know, there's many, many roads that you can choose to go, right? And sometimes people are influenced at young ages, young, young ages. Yeah, it can be a tough life, whether you have, quote unquote, a golden spoon or you have no spoon. There are challenges all the way around. No one's exempt. No one is exempt. No one is exempt. However, what everyone has at their fingertips is the power of their breath to remember, to allow the breath to remind them of their greatness, to motivate them to make choices for their highest and greatest good. Kathleen, can you... I'm obviously have sat in and experienced your work dozens of times. So can you explain it a little to those who are listening, who they keep hearing us saying breath, right? And so they think that maybe it's just connected or, you know, some people may be connected to breath work, which I've done before, which didn't resonate with me where you, it feels like hyperventilating and that you're trying to, you know, almost get high or something, right? Because you can, breath can do you that. Get, you do get high. You, you get high, you have orgasms. Yeah, breath is, is a bad mofo. It is. So tell <laughs> us, can you, can, can you share with us or like simple techniques that people can use at home if they're feeling anxious, depressed, like what does this? And then of course they can come and see you, but like what? Well, you know, as you can see and as you've witnessed and your audience is witnessing, I can chat until the cows come home. (laughs) So 
Instead of me talking, if you're okay with it, let's experience it because that's the best way for you to feel it in your body. If you are driving, then please come back to this recording a little bit later because you have not signed my liability form, so don't do it. It's dangerous. However, if you are at home, or in the office and not operating machinery, just place both of your feet flat on the ground, uncross your legs, your ankles, your arms, allow your forearms to rest on the tops of your thighs and just let your eyes close. And as we close our eyes, we're, as my teacher would say, disconnecting our brain. And we are just going within, coming home, so to speak. And you'll notice that your body feels just a little bit heavier. If it does, great. If it doesn't, that's okay too. And your muscles and your joints really want to just soften and release the tension. So as your body relaxes, your muscles willingly release the tightness and the tension. Your joints willingly relax soften. The breath that we're going to do is conscious connected breath work, connecting your inhale to your exhale, your exhale to your inhale. I always use the analogy of a wave. A wave comes into shore and then it melds immediately back into the ocean. It comes into shore and then it melds immediately back into the ocean. Breathing through your nose, inhaling and exhaling through your nose. And you feel your shoulder joints just go down a little bit. If you feel it, great. If you don't, great. Your inhale flows into your exhale. Your exhale flows into your inhale. Your inhale flows into your exhale. And your exhale flows into your inhale. No effort in your breath. The breath is so love-filled that it will naturally lengthen in the inhalations. Allow yourself to rest in your inhale and your exhale. And if your ego mind says, well, what the heck does that mean? That's okay. Just tell your ego you'll get back to it in a few and allow yourself to relax in the deliciousness that is now flowing in your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet as your inhale flows into your exhale and your exhale flows into your inhale and your belly, lower belly softens. Your shoulder joints relax just a little bit more and you feel with no effort from you, your shoulder blades just drop down your back with ease. As your inhale flows into your exhale, your exhale flows into your inhale, 
you feel a relaxation in your mind as oxygenated blood now flows through your brain. And as you are connecting your breath, stress, cortisol is leaving your body. As you continue to breathe, good feeling endorphins just begin to overflow within and without. Open your mouth and take a breath in and just sigh, just sigh. <sighs> Go back to breathing through your nose and feeling a little bit more heaviness in your body. That heaviness is just peace. Your inhale flows into your exhale. Your exhale flows into your inhale. And as you breathe, feel the love of your breath. Feel the tenderness of your breath. Feel how much your breath loves you as it nourishes, nurtures your brain, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your throat, your arms, your hands, your heart, your lungs, your stomach, all organs, your buttocks, your thighs, your knees, your calves, your ankles, your feet, your toes. Open your mouth gently, take a breath in. Exhale, saying, ah. Go back to breathing through your nose, feeling the restfulness in your mind your brain, your body. Feel how loved you are. And whenever you forget, not if, when, take a breath and it will bring you right back here. Once again, gently open your mouth, take a breath in, and sweetly exhale, sweetly exhale. Gently wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, and lovingly open your eyes. You've got your little fur baby in I the do. background. I think even <laughs> they were, the chihuahuas were digging it. Oh, your voice, everything, such a gift, Kathleen. I mean, I wish I could hear everyone's responses after when they listen to this, because it's just so, it's so beautiful. I want to know, like, I mean, you're so centered. You're so connected there to your healing and to source. It's apparent to me. Do you live a quiet life? Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> so how do you manage it, Kathleen? Like, how do you stay? Oh, hell no. Yeah. If I told you all that's going on right now, you would be like, what? I'm a hot mess. An absolute positive hot mess. And... What I do is is very much a gift from God, very much. It's not me who does the work, truly. It is the divine who works through me. And I willingly surrender all of myself for the divine to flow through. Am I centered? No, not always. Who the heck is? Yeah. Nobody is. However, when I'm off center, I'm willing to look at myself as a teacher of mine says and call a thing a thing. You know, I put my panties on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Everyone is connected to source. Yeah. Everyone is fertile soil. I choose to access it. I choose. 
I choose to nestle in the arms of the Most High. I choose to allow the breath to flow through me and to use me as a vessel to inspire, motivate others to breathe and remember the truth. And most of all, I want to remember how magnificent I am. I do. So, well, you just give me a call if you forget. (laughs) I do forget. (laughs) So I'll remind you. My goodness. I mean, you are magnificent walking, breathing, just talking, everything. Okay, so let's say you're walking, and I know you're going through it. You know, we all do. And, you know, you're outside and whatever, and you've, I don't know. Bills need to be paid. Someone's shouting at you, something. And then how do you stop that, though? Then, so if you're living, you live in New York City, too. You're amongst all this. How do you, do you just stop and say, just, all right, Kathleen, breathe? You know, sometimes I let myself spin. Okay. Sometimes I let myself spin. However, I won't let myself spin for a long time. Yeah. And I'm the type of person where I got to talk my stuff out. Yeah. I really have to chat. So I, when it's on and popping for me. Yeah. (laughs) I will let it rip. Yeah. (laughs) Like I did last night. I'm like, okay. So you have someone you can talk to or do you just talk to yourself or you just talk it out? (laughs) I talk to myself. I remember one time I was doing that and mommy said to me, are you talking to me? And I said, no, I'm talking to myself. And so she said to me in her voice, she says, well, you might want to do that and not move your lips. (laughs) (laughs) However, it doesn't feel good in my body. Yeah. It doesn't feel good in my body. And we all know when it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. So I will rant and then it's okay. All right. That's good. Let me take a breath. Also, I trust my breath. There are times when if I'm crying, you know, missing ma, and it's just, I'm still breathing. Yeah. I'm still breathing. And my breath loves me so much that it's going to support me and reel me in. So if I'm walking down the street and, or if something has happened and I'm like, what the, huh, huh, notice I'm still breathing. And that's what I offer to your listeners. You're still breathing. Give it a little rope. That's what I find and, and teach. Give it a little rope, let it spin, and then you'll find when you're able to just be with it, what does that mean? To let it spin, you'll find your breath of its own accord will begin to expand. We can't always get to that expanded breath if you're in the middle of a, a starting a panic attack or having anxiety or you're at the DMV, right? And they've called every number but yours and you've got to get back to work. Well, hang on, let me shift this energy and really you can make it so that they call you really with your breath. And I invite everybody who's listening, if you're in a meeting on Zoom or if you're in the office and things that just go into hell in a handbasket, start to breathe and watch watch how everyone in the room will begin to take a deep breath and watch how you will shift the energy of the room. The breath is contagious. So the first thing I would say is as best you can notice, no matter how briefly, okay, I'm still breathing. All right. Okay. And that in and of itself will bring you present. It will put you right into your heart. And as you do that, it's almost like the breath is like, oh, okay, we can go in now. She's aware. He's aware. And you'll be able to slowly breathe deeply because the deep breaths might not come. I am not of the school of hyperventilation breath. That doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me. 
And there are others that it works for. So breath is breath. If you're breathing, roll with it. That's the key. And your breath will begin to expand. So if you're walking down the street or you're at the DMV or you have clicked yet again on a site that was supposed to lead you to the page where you could sign up and it's telling you to click someplace else and you're going, grr, take a breath and let that breath come however it comes. Beautiful. That's interesting. Do you go to your teacher? Like, oh, hell yeah. Who does Kathleen go to when <laughs> Kathleen needs work? You know? Yeah. Because if I need help, I go to Kathleen. Well, you know, we all need support. Yeah. Nobody can do it by themselves. And I'll tell you, I'm lucky I have a therapist, I have a breath coach. And I also have a life coach. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I can't do it by myself. I really can't. And with the breath, sometimes the breath, and you've experienced this, will take you to a place. And if the breath takes you there, it's because you're ready to heal, dissolve, neutralize, or manifest something, right? And sometimes we'll get to that place and it it may be a download of life that is so large and you're like, whoa, I can't heal that. Or a memory that you've had for so long that you don't want to let go of, but it it's all stuck in your cellular memory, your muscles. Or it's a memory that's coming forward for your highest and greatest good. And sometimes we individually can't take ourselves past that to breathe in and to breathe through so you do need support yeah absolutely you need support so we're coming to the end which makes me so sad because I know you have to go and I I could talk to you for another hour but I know you have clients I want to ask I ask everyone at the end of the show that when you want to stop, right, is because this is work. This is, you are a healer. You are being the change. You are directly changing everything, the patriarchy, the, you know, the prison system, everything, right? You're helping others. There's a lot of space you have to hold. And I know you've gone through stuff and continue to go through stuff. So what gets you up in the morning to keep being the change? Ah, Spirit. I'll describe it this way, that, you know, when you taste a pot, when you're cooking and you taste and you go, there's more, it needs a little something else, spirit gets me up. The relationship I have that continues to grow and evolve with the most high, oh, the way that my breath, God, shows up for me. How can I not show up? And for me, when I'm feeling very human, you know, when my stuff is up and kicking, I will hop in the bathtub. I will take several baths or showers. I'm a bath girl, if you're a shower person. Several baths during the day. We're also in a time where the collective consciousness energy is so heavy that we must keep our physical body clean because we're marinating in all of this stuff. So I will definitely bathe. I can sometimes I take four and five baths a day. Wow. Yeah. There was a while, a couple of weeks ago, lots of grief. And for me to support myself, I had to hop in the tub. That's what I had to do. And at soul camp, when I was teaching all of those classes, I was constantly taking a shower because I, you know, was in everyone else's energy. Yeah. And I have my breathwork coach and my therapist, you know, thank you, God. Yeah. And my prayer work. Yeah. And I think interestingly enough, too, that when you are healing others, you receive a healing yourself. Absolutely. That calling. Yeah. It's amazing. And I I will share with you the other thing that is my life raft and my way of life is A Course in Miracles. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't read it, experienced it, that you can find this it's a text. It's also cards. I was gifted the cards. Oh, that's nice. I was going to buy the cards. Yeah. <laughs> and that is work. That it's is a work. way of life. 
It and, is. And, you know, it, it can be challenging because we've come from living, marinating in this world with ways of being. The collective consciousness is no you know, the person to your left, to your right is not your brother. No, love did not create you like yourself. The Bible says you were born in sin. Wash me clean. Course in Miracles says where love created me like itself. So if love created me like itself, I am ipso facto love. Yes, it's such an important point that we've gotten so far that it's all about the me and not the we. And the more you can get back to we, I promise you, the better you're going to feel. Yeah. You're a huge advocate of that, Christine, with all the work that you do for the environment and in the world. You really are a clarion call for the globe to awaken to what we're doing to Mother Earth to be more mindful and to call the we to be. Well, thank you. Thank That's you. your work. I appreciate that. Kathleen, tell us, so how can we work with you privately? Where can we find you? Do you do weekly Zoom classes? Like, how do I get to go to the Kathleen Booker Church and, <laughs> and see you every Sunday? Like, you know, how am I going to get my, my fill? Well, I'm doing a lot of summits these days. I also have a class coming up with the Shift Network. Okay. It's going to be a seven-week breathwork course for women. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, very excited about that. So if you reach out to me, I will send you the information. I do a weekly thing on Zoom sometimes. You hear me hesitating. Yeah. Um, but reach out to me and I will share. And how My, do people reach out to you? So where at uh, Instagram or email? You can email me, Kathleen. That's Kathleen with a K. K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N at Kathleen Booker, B-O-O-K-E-R dot net. On Instagram, it is I am Kathleen Booker. I think you might also be able to get me with the Jedi of Calm. I'm not sure. And you can reach out to me. You can text me. My text is 646-354-1537. Get all the stuff before it, but it's KathleenBooker.net. Yes. And there you can also reach out to Kathleen to also arrange a private and find out what's going on. And this class, the shift, is that, do you know what the website is for that? Reach out to me. I'll send you a link. Okay, beautiful. Because that would be a wonderful opportunity to learn that. And will people become a teacher via that? Is it certification? No, it's, no. it's for women. It really is for women to experience the breath in all its glory and use that glory to remember the glory of you, to create boundaries, to release the bondages that we put upon ourselves mentally and emotionally. So we will touch upon the womb. There will be a womb healing, whether or not you have a womb or not, right? Also abundance and so many other things and love. <laughs> wonderful. What a wonderful opportunity. I hope I hope our listeners take you up on that. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for being on today and thank you for being the change. I, for one, am grateful. Thank you, Christine. I, I'm deeply honored that I've been able to sit at the table with you. Thank you for the invitation. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and are inspired. We grow with supporters and listeners like you. So please share this podcast with your community and follow us on Instagram at bethechange.nyc. And to learn more about our guests and what you can do to be the change, go to our website at www.bethechange.nyc. That's bethechange.nyc. Thank you and be well.